0: Trigger warnings for this episode include adults fighting against kids, murder, defecation, and infidelity. It was recorded live at RPG Alliance Con 2020, and uh, here you go. Welcome to Amusement Sparks, the theme park design show. I'm your host, Andrew Spawn, and with us today is frequent collaborator Ben Relaford, right here live at RPGA Con 2020. Hey, Ben, how's it going?
1: Doing all right, man. I, I drove a lot today, but I'm, I'm getting pumped up to talk about some
0: uh, some theme parks. Yeah. So this is a show, for those of you who haven't tuned in before, totally reasonable. It's not a very big production or anything, but uh, it's a brainstorming show. Like each episode, my guest brings some kind of topic and we just brainstorm like an immersive theme park around it. Ben's been on several times uh, and his brother Zane's been on twice. Uh those two are both great podcasters. They have their own show called The Carton Cast that I'd absolutely recommend. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about The Carton Cast?
1: If ah, you're going to twist my arm. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> my brother and I uh, started making a podcast about six years ago. I think we just passed. Um, and it's basically just for us to talk about old cartoons that we liked and we're revisiting them and seeing if they actually hold up. Um, and we you know just kind of break them down piece by piece what was thundercats really about uh you know what was the racial commentary on uh you know proud family that that kind of thing That's um, awesome. it's a lot of fun and uh we come out with an episode every couple of weeks cool
0: and then yeah we also do this kind of podcast collaborative called fancy bat so fancybat.com is the network for all of the the shows there's not a ton of them but we're all we all like you know like creating content and it's a lot about kind of commenting on pop culture type stuff uh we're here today to talk about dragon age what are these guys doing at an rpg convention hey dragon age that's that's an rpg we can talk about that That counts yeah Yeah. i I was
1: we were we were wondering about like we were racking our brains on on what would be a good rpg topic that would also be a decent theme park and i had just happened to be doing a replay of dragon age origins um also known as the only dragon age game worth playing spoilers But um yeah, it it seemed like that's got really awesome world building. And as long as you haven't been living under a rock for the past 50 years, you probably know of Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. Um and it's pretty much that. <laughs> so it seemed yeah. like a good
0: topic. It's definitely, I feel like fantasy is a genre that seems to borrow from itself a lot, or maybe there's enough content there where they don't need to pull a lot of content from outside sources, but a lot of it is about the kind of Game of Thrones phenomenon, I think. Owes a lot to just the RPG phenomenon and in fantasy in general. Um, yeah, there's so uh, much room for storytelling.
1: I mean, it, I think it's one of those things where if you were the first person to get there, everything that comes that comes afterward that's kind of in the same genre. You know, it, it's hard to make a cartoon up until like the '90s that doesn't look like Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to make D and D that doesn't look like Lord of the Rings. Right. Um, you know, it just uh, the influences kind of pile upon themselves, uh, and it you know it takes takes a genre really exploding before we start getting kind of weird offshoot RPG titles that don't don't really kind of kind of borrow from the the Tolkien fantasy kind of route. Right. Yeah. There's not a ton that's like
0: purely, completely an island separate from all of the rich heritage of yeah of fantasy. Even yeah. if you
1: think of like Final Fantasy, which is like kind of a perennial RPG example. That's coming from the Vancean and magic systems used in D and D, which in turn is coming from Lord of the Rings. Right. So it, you know, that just kind of all feeds in on itself until you kind of break the threshold.
0: Yeah, but there is still tons of room for love and lore, and I'm sure a lot of people at this, you know, convention are have like detailed nuanced feelings about different fandoms within fantasy it's not like it's all the same thing just that it all has there's some really good ingredients that are shared between these multiple dishes yeah. you know like taco bell they just nailed it the first time so everything else is kind of a remix of the perfect flavors that they already achieved like
1: andrew if you didn't bring up taco bell i would have
0: it's <laughs> the only way to
1: it's the only way to relate it to our current
0: conversation <laughs> yeah exactly thank you um and that's just a good medic meta-, meta commentary on the class of amusement <laughs> sparks and uh, the kind of stuff we get into here um but yeah so dragon age itself is a series i've always been like a, a fan from afar i've never directly played any of them but every time i see like polygon review the new one i've been watching those reviews um it seems like a really cool world like it it really for some reason stood out to me you know i would see like a friend playing it in college be like this looks cooler than a lot of other rpgs i've seen me play um i don't know there's something about the world and the lore that grabbed me more than a lot of other fantasy as far as like right off the bat just walking through the room while it's on it's like this looks different um Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly why that is well uh, i i've been kind of i've
1: been thinking about it a little bit and i could share my thoughts with you enlighten us So I'm by no means a uh, Dragon Age expert. I just played the games and enjoyed them. But uh, you know, as I was kind of making the comparison to Lord of the Rings, you know, this is you know stock standard, pretty fantasy stuff. You've got mages, you've got dwarves, you've got elves. You know, that that's basically what you've got. Um, And even the story in the original Dragon Age um, is pretty similar to Lord of the Rings. You start off, you're chosen to go on some epic quest to defeat a great evil, and the evils that you fight along the way aren't really even from the great evil they're just kind of politics in the way you know getting Gondor all you know getting getting the Gondor back together um <laughs> like the A-team uh yeah and much like the A-team you you go down to you go to different you know um fantasy settings you go to the the, the elves in the Dalish elves they live out in the wild the, the wilderness you go to the dwarves in Orzammar you go to the mages at the circle of magi and just kind of like uh, unite all these different peoples in kind of one great uh, efforts to quell back the the darkness which is, is pretty much exactly Lord of the Rings where it differs is that it, everything feels a little more integrated to me than Lord of the Rings did like I don't know what the hobbits in the Shire think about Gondor um, or you know Mordor other than like this vague sense of I would rather be in the Shire because that's where the food is you know <laughs> but in Dragon Age, everything is pretty good, well integrated. You know, people in Orlais have, uh, you know, hear stories about the Korkari Witch of the Wilds. You know, there, there's this kind of lore that permeates through everything and everyone's got pretty strong opinions on everyone else. The Circle Mages absolutely despise the Chantry because they're like ma- magic police, um, you know? This, so it's, it's a little bit more integrated than that and that's where the role-playing elements really really thrive
0: the agency to be able to go to different places and explore this village and and talk to individuals kind of like you can in most rpgs like that's i think what gives it an advantage over just pure fiction like a a novel is that you can you can kind of find your own perspective within there and hear different people's perspectives it's not just a linear story which hopefully reflects multiple points of view like song and fire and ice but um you know you get to Choose to do that. It's a lot of yeah. choices you get to make. Yeah,
1: uh, a, a lot of it reminded me a little bit of um, uh, Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt*, where there's these disparate areas—White Orchard, Skellige—but um, the uh, you can you you shouldn't tackle them in any order because there's like a level cap in Dragon Age. You can you're you can go to Orzammar first and get in real tight with the Dwarven King and explore the Tiges way before you ever encounter any Elves, and that kind of gives you a pretty different perspective on uh on the politics involved in in between them um you have a very different experience a very different background coming to the game if you're a mage where everyone seems like they're just trying to kill and or jail you the entire time versus if you are like a, a noble indenerim for whom mages are a means to an end wow yes yeah, uh, so i i have many i have many points
0: i am very impressed uh that's a really good point and we have done kind of Fantasy theme parks on this show before. It's uh believe it or not a lot about role-playing. Um, putting the part guest in the role of a character, which is exactly what this game series does. You get to kind of choose from a limited number of uh character customization options, but uh then you can kind of have a little bit of a branching tree as far as making decisions about your character. Yeah. I assume we'd want to do that for the part guest. Do you think? I think a- so.
1: And yeah. and here's where I think it could get cool is let's say that there's I'm gonna let's I'm gonna go back to a specific then I'm gonna broaden into uh, an idea about the park as a whole let's say there's something you can do at the circle of magi let's say it's like um you know Pink Floyd laser light show going on in the in the in the sky or something like there's there's some sort of like you know magic-ish kind of sort of movie going on in there or like a science museum type of setup with like <laughs> a lot of like magic experiments but in order to get in you have to either be or be associated with a mage. They won't let you in without that. So, when you're picking your starting points, you have to partner up with someone. You have to create a party one of whom is a dwarf or a warrior or a rogue or whatever in order to access part of the park. And that really encourages people kind of meeting and trying to role play their part, you know, their personality differences cuz wow. I mean, you could roll around with three human warriors, but why would you that that that's I mean like I talked i talked to myself in the mirror a lot since you know <laughs> you know being quarantined <laughs> during pandemic um the, the the shine comes off the apple pretty quickly
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say you just drove to this theme park with three human warriors like you're not tired no. of that <laughs> yeah don't, don't drive to-
1: there no you <laughs> meet someone there you like you know there, yeah. there could be like low level kind of interactions going on early on and you can try to find somebody, you know, could looking for group, you know, put your placard in the air like it's an auction and be like, all right, I'm a mage, I'm an elf. Who
0: wants who wants to who wants, who wants to a piece? I who think wants that's piece? Fun. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be as awkward or stilted as like an early MMO where you're just like standing near some kind of portal waiting for the right person. Like those moments are not very fun for me. They're always like kind of clunky, like a point where the gameplay has kind of failed, the storytelling or the the mechanics and the fiction don't it's like what is this but But I I think having a tavern or something like that or like make it feel more like a renaissance fair where it's like this is a gathering place of people and if you're looking for a certain kind of person maybe you put your red bandana on your neck or whatever there's like a code for like I'm looking for this kind of class of person you know
1: I, I was just thinking that is that there could be a different mechanism to group up with other people based on how much you want to really inhabit a character like mm. there would be a tavern if you really wanted to go full Shakespeare kind of uh, overload acting chops kind of stuff and talked with, you know, ye old English at the end of every sentence and like spouted poetry as like a precursor to introducing yourself as like a, the, a prince of the elves or what, whatever, what have you. I could or, see Zane or, doing that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's not get into what Zane would do with, oh. with this kind of power. Yes. Um, but if you just like, you know, it's my day off. I heard this place was cool. Does anyone else want to want to do this with me? Maybe you like sign up for you know uh, like outside the tavern. There's like a, a list of people, and so you can kind of choose maybe your own involvement in um, in in how much you want to role play it. Although, you know, as a person who plays D and lot, I would say that it's more fun if you try to role play a lot. Yeah, you try to totally not act true, like though. yourself. Yes, as someone who has struggled as a player
0: uh, of role playing games, it's way easier if you just abandon your pride and just dive into the character and realize these people aren't here to judge you, you know, Uh, it's yeah, yeah, you're here to support each other and, and all be in character. So yeah,
1: let me float another idea to you. Because Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I really like about Dragon Age, the world building of it, um, you know, in 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 Lord of the Rings, just as my our counter example, or our point of reference. You know, it's it's they're they're British or American. <laughs> There's not an awful lot of uh, cultures that really shine through in the accents. Yes. That's not true in Dragon Age. You have Orle, which is you know real French. You have Antiva, which is Spanish. Um, and you can kind of pick like you know if if I'm doing a and D character first, I pick an accent. Yes, generally it comes off as southern. That's my <laughs> only setting. But if if you wanted to like really lean into where your origin is, um, you could do that. And that, that might help you fuel the story. Maybe that would also be a thing that could get you into like, oh, there's this cool stuff going on in the province of uh, the free marches. And if you are grouped with somebody who grew up there, you're kind of in the VIP section of the whole thing.
0: Cool. I like that. And, and having like kind of a character background that can inform uh your experience you know if you you go in with a party of three and you each choose a different class and like a different background your experience will not be identical like people Mm -hmm. will react to you based on who you are who how you present yourself um which is which is really cool and really immerses you in the theme park like most modern day theme parks don't exactly do that even something like wizarding world of harry potter they treat everyone the same more or less you know there's certain experiences that are kind of more randomized would you just mouth under your breath boring oh yeah i agree we can do something (laughs) better especially because this is purely (laughs) hypothetical no one has to put money behind this it's uh it already exists in our minds like boom done yeah yeah (laughs) i'm tired of seeing six
1: odd children all with the same lightning bolt scar on their forehead (laughs) i want to be a kunari
0: you know bodybuilder let's go that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and, and the diversity of expression is always really fun too. Because uh, if you, I don't know, I almost like the idea of pushing people to not just play as themselves or like not letting them play as themselves.
1: Whenever I DM, that's what I kind of like, I don't care who you are. Just don't be you. That's
0: Ooh. it. That's the
1: only, that's the only stipulation.
0: That's really good. Yeah. Um, or really hurtful if you say that to your friends. Um, but in I, a role playing I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they okay. have it coming.
1: And that's, that's the way it goes but yeah I think I think that I would encourage role-playing without really because like like I said some people are just going to show up for like kind of the lore aspect of it which is fine and some you know I've had people who like playing D&D but hate putting on an accent hate kind of acting and like that is fine but you want to be around people who are kind of you know uh, hitting you on that metric you don't want to like force everybody who attends your theme park to play in a specific way so I think what I would do is not like reward role-playing by like here's drink tickets or something by like whoever is running around in a bark spawn costume you know handing out drink tickets or whatever like I wouldn't want that I would just want like if you wanted a role play your reward is the role play <laughs> like right. if you're if you're doing it it's because you want to not because there's like an extant motivator within the park I just want the park to be there for whomever wants to experience it in whichever way they can
0: that's beautiful and and also allows people like if you're in a party of people like you you bring your parents there because you're 12 years old or whatever they can hang out in the
1: chantry I'm not interested
0: (laughs) (laughs) in partying with my parents you can go have fun like I think that would work here and I think also be cool to have park employees who are basically you know NPCs so to speak or uh quest givers people you can interact with and like if they can tell they can tell pretty quickly if you're fully in character and then i don't know they can kind of react to the level that you're coming at them with Mm -hmm. you know so if you're fully uh in the right dialect and wardrobe and everything they'll give you a different experience than if you're just like you know dressed like a, a typical tourist with like a hawaiian shirt and like sunscreen on your nose and stuff and like they're gonna be like are you looking for the bathroom or the gift shop? You know what I mean? They can like meet you on your level a little bit. That's that's
1: just experience as a park employee. Like Mm -hmm. you just, you you know who is, who wants to interact and who doesn't. Like that's just gonna come with, with practice, I think.
0: question uh how would you tell if someone is if someone is an employee or a really hardcore park guest is there a way should we have like a beacon over them or some kind of lighting thing because it could I, well, be weird if if you don't know who works here and who is just
1: really well, like it. a like a quest like exclamation point above yeah, their heads i don't somehow. know
0: or they're standing on a ring or something maybe there's a certain like uh well markings in the environment that they stand near you
1: know, th- that gets a little tricky. At first, I was thinking, um, you know, in, in the lore of Dragon Age, um, mages are seen as, like, the original sinners. Um, you know, they're, they're like the women of the Dragon Age universe. Oh, right, <laughs> in, yeah, that's interesting. So to speak. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they're, they're the ones who got everyone kicked out of the Golden City, which, you know, um, created the Darkspawn. Um, so they're, they're, you know, they, they're kind of paying for their ancestors' mistakes, even though it's not really an ancestry thing. But there's, like, a, a, a mage police... That are controlled by the main religious church order um, known as the uh, Chantry. And these mage polices are called Templars. And my original thought was maybe that the people and Templars tend to have just gigantic armor because they have to be like ready to throw down with the mages uh, if stuff breaks out. Um, But as I was thinking about it, like having the park employees be Templars, if you wanted to kind of integrate it with the story, you'd have to have them treat mages really poorly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> which, yeah. which which
1: seems like a a bad foot to start on. So
0: hmm. I'm
1: not sure. Maybe maybe it would just be like this park is. Um, you know these are the um, it, you could have them be um, gray wardens of the park. Gray wardens are kind of cool. like the chosen. These are the people who uh, these these are the people who are are tasked to fight the dark spawn. You play as one in in the original Dragon Age Origins, uh, the first game. So maybe you would say that they are Grey Wardens and they would all have, like, a griffin emblem on their on their jacket to denote their Grey Warden status.
0: Cool. Yeah, I like that. I, I also am not against the idea of just them being Templars and, like, kind of discriminating against certain <laughs> types of people. It would be...
1: That that would be uh that would be that would be some 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 method acting there. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be pretty cool. And I mean, maybe I mean, would, I would be... enjoy that. I, right. Like everyone would want to. I don't know. I would want to be a mage if that was the
0: case. Of course. <laughs> that, that's this is kind of one of my complaints with the, uh, the the Star Wars experience as far as the Disney theme park part It's like in the Star Wars universe, it's very hostile and like people are not nice to everybody else, especially like you know we don't serve your kind kind of stuff like they say to the droids on the Mos Eisley but and nerf herders to,
1: get a real short shrift <laughs> that, that is true. i assume
0: <laughs> especially if you're scruffy looking but yeah, um, you can't be scruffy looking type that up i think if you go to the to this theme park the star wars one they're gonna be nice to everyone who walks through the door you know what i mean but maybe here we could uh have like a little that's just kind of part of the culture is like we're trying to uh push limits and kind of get improv here and some of that is going to be a little uncomfortable for there to be like growth and make this feel like a different thing than everything else out there uh, I, I mean
1: that it, that would be it would feel like part of the world you'd have yeah. stepped into a different world wherein the discriminations of this new world are very apparent Mm-hmm. Um, something I've talked about before on the Cartoncast, cast, um, I don't remember which episode we talked about it on, but it was it was something to the effect of if you have discrimination in a fantasy setting, it is easier to talk about discrimination in general because you don't have that bias, that baggage kind of from our own culture coming toward it. Like if you want to talk about the institution of slavery of black people in, you know, uh, in in the world, you 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 have a lot of baggage coming into that conversation which might be mm-hmm. good might be bad but it means that we're we're all kind of aware where we're starting right. if you talk about like the you know key, the kunari occupation of the In- tevinter imperium like and and kind of talk about the subjugation of the different peoples involved there it's a little easier to kind of sink your teeth into because it's just you know it's just for fun totally true um, and so is coming ins- to the park expecting to get discriminated against because you're a mage mm-hmm. i think i could handle that i don't know if everyone commits like you know yeah. people are going to be upset about what they're upset about but like that that feels like prime role-playing real estate to yeah. me yeah
0: and an interesting conversation starter too for uh discussing kind of like privilege and stuff and like what does it feel like to be discriminated against for the first time if it's not based on just your skin tone or your background or anything like that it's like no this is a ch- thing you chose you chose to be a mage today you chose to come to this theme park i don't know i think that would be an interesting conversation starter not saying that now you have a phd and you're ready to discuss you know any kind of racial issues uh with anybody that's not the case but at least you have no. one example of like yeah that sucked i didn't like how that guy wouldn't let me through that door or whatever it, I, it, feel good. it could
1: i don't know if i'd want to go too deep on it And also a different problem emerges. Like how do you have the people who are discriminating against you also imposing what the rules of the park are? Mm -hmm. Like what do you think is role-playing versus what is actually a rule? So maybe that's not a great idea.
0: (laughs) Uh, That is interesting. Maybe we could have different kind of uh, classes of park employees. Like some of them are Templars. Um, Basically they could be different classes and they are certain ones are going to have different uh histories with different classes like we kind of talked about what's really interesting about dragon age Mm -hmm. so if there's someone who is really pro mage they see a mage come in they can give them the real truth on what the situation is and they can be like hey the templars are going to say you can't do this but you can you won't get arrested for it or whatever. They're just mad at you. Oh um, man, that
1: that would, that that cool. seems like an administration nightmare. <laughs> but the, the, I think that the the better part would be to do the gray warden thing, where like yeah. you know anyone in the game can be a gray warden. You can be a rogue, you can be a, a dwarf, you can be a mage, you can be a human, whatever. It's mm-hmm. just like whoever is tasked to serve. Fate. How do you
0: get chosen to be a gray warden? I know a Duncan really comes up to you plot. and conscript you. Oh well, hey, I that's mean in the easy. game that's what happens, uh-huh. but. Um,
1: essentially whenever uh they want like they have th- this right to conscript someone to their ranks um hmm. which which makes that's me nice. think that if the park employees all got conscripted to be gray wardens that there would be like a joining ceremony where they have to like drink a concoction it'd be basically like rush week that's for awesome. park
0: employees i like that it, you could do that on a kind of a smaller scale too for the park guest maybe everyone starts out being conscripted conscripted uh, as a Gray Warden, but then maybe after they get out of like the little tutorial area where now you know the rules of the park, you can't climb on that, you are allowed to talk to this person, don't punch your sister, like there's these rules you have to enforce. (laughs) But once you've gotten over that, like you've got through everything like okay we're all equals, we're Gray Wardens, Uh, we're going to send you out into the world to achieve various quests on behalf of this group mm-hmm. so then you leave and you go in the real world and then people can be mean to you and whatever um you can also change your alignments at that point or you know
1: you could i mean like you could do it as kind of like a questing thing like yeah. okay you were born in the alleys of the uh Denrim alienage which is basically like a like an internment camp um for elves in the mm. city um you know you're 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 being conscripted in the gray wardens your job is to like get out there and like you know help kind of like bridge the culture gap between the, where you grew up and where everyone else grew up but honestly if if i'm at the theme park i probably am game to like make my own story i don't think i'd want to be given a quest
0: cool i love that and i mean it can be as open or as guided as we want to and maybe there's uh kind of like a beginner area or something like that oh you could it?
1: choose your difficulty almost there like, you go
0: how do would, would it be different locations like this trail is the well-lit one versus that's the dark, scary trail. Like it, we could do it well, diegetically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I don't, maybe, maybe a uh, difficulty is not the right slider, but you could have mm. like a, how much do you want to handhold through this? Yeah. Whereas like if for real little kids or like people who just want to like check it out and don't really want to take part in it, you could have kind of like a, um, you know, a, a, a tour guide of sorts, who, like, you know, this is, if she, this is a sister of the Chantry. She's here to impart upon the, the, the park dwellers uh, the, the history of the world as seen through blah, blah, blah's eyes. But if you are, like, I just want to get in there and experience that, you just, the reins are off. You're not given a guide. You just kind of make your own way. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it, it really, the thing is, it really depends on people to kind of come to it with the intent to play a role. I don't know how much you would actually want to be the, the park I'm envisioning is for people who really want to like experience the park in like an immersive way, not to kind of, I mean, you can, you know, walk through it and just kind of like be there just, just to be there. But I would really want to encourage an environment where it's, you get more out of it, the more you put into it.
0: Yes. And I don't think
1: that that blends well with like holding your hand too much.
0: Right. No, that's a really good point. And I do like the idea too of making people a little bit uncomfortable. Like I think that encourages growth. If someone's like, I don't know about role-playing. I've never done this before. Then just kind of pull out the rug from under them and see what they do. And then you'd be like, see, you're doing it. Like, I think that could be a real like blossoming moment for a lot of people where they're like, Hey, this is cool. Actually, I want to get more into this.
1: Well, Um, I mean, I don't want to be abrasive, but like mm -hmm. if, if you do go up to an area and like somebody is giving you the no sell, um, like there, there could be a script that you're holding to. I don't think it would be too hard to do that, such that you like it's clear to you. It's like, oh, I, my backstory is not wanted here. Why is that? You know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to figure this out. What did your backstory tell you? Like, what, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Why, why are, why are, you know, the Dalish elves hated in, in, in the city of Denerim? Why can't, like, why, why did they talk to you like that as opposed to like me? They let in. They told me, you know, check out the tavern. What's the difference here? What's what's Mm -hmm. going on? Um, So the more time you spend in it, the more feedback that you get from the from the uh, from the employees, like the more the world
0: kind of fills out. Mm -hmm. And you could have a lot of employees too. like, maybe a lot of people who you don't even like they're kind of undercover almost like you're like, that guy was really (laughs) helpful. You know, we got arrested. We met this guy in jail. He was super helpful. He let us help us like you man get getting arrested
1: driver. at a theme park sounds <laughs> so like it, it the yeah, the notion of being in a fantasy setting and getting arrested is is one that it's i cool
0: storytelling
1: yeah you could you i mean like i think there was um there's a part in the in the first game where you get arrested i think it's called Fort draken um you basically get uh taken by the uh by the um the tyrant that controls the the main human city um mm. because you are you know Politically disadvantageous to be running around and kind of like stealing his spotlight, so you get you get captured, um and, and then your your buddies have to like bust you out somewhere somehow, or you gotta break an escape.
0: Uh, That's
1: cool. I, yeah, I, I don't know how that would. Hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like what do you get arrested for? And there could be different jails belonging to like different groups of you know individuals, like different cultures, kind of have their own version of jail, where if you're um, not fitting into their culture, you can get arrested and go to jail for being who you're supposed to be in that town. It could be kind of interesting to put like, kind of like double standards. Like there's different sets of rules in different areas. Um, just as a, as a way of adding to that conflict and that kind of like distrust of different kinds of people and stuff, that'd be an interesting thing to, to put people through. Um, but then that also might help if for like someone who is kind of doing the no sell thing, like they're not, uh, acting they're not in the role at all you could be like let's just send this guy to jail and there's someone in there who can like really walk him through it or like give him some tips that might make this more fun for that person
1: i i think that throwing your park guests into a jail is not a great idea but i do like the um i do like this idea of like based on who is interacting with you you get a different message so like Mm. let's say I'm just going to use the jail example just cuz it's it's the one that made me maybe think of this but like sure. you can import this idea wholesale and put it somewhere else um let's say you do go into the jail and um you know the warden is is a human and you know he's he's dealt with too many al- elves in the alienage and you've got an elf background so you're just like he's just like this is where elves go and wanders off but maybe in the next in the next jail cell there's like um there's like a there's like a different park employee and he is an elf and he's like listen i know exactly how to get out of here and he kind of gives you a different way to get out whereas if you're a human you're like what are you in for and you can say it's just a big misunderstanding and he'll let you out because he's warmer to humans right um so maybe that idea of just like it it would be a little hard like i i don't think that it would be easy to teach park employees like this range of uh ways to interact based on like who they're talking to but um, it, it is maybe a neat idea to kind of think about it, to a greater degree.
0: Yeah, that could be really interesting. And it could maybe just be more simplified than that. Like, there's a certain icon or emblem that you wear, like, to show your certain alignment. And then people are just like, oh, this guy's got the blue one, so I'm going to treat him this way. And uh, I, I think the, the part guests could be really cool. Like, if we get people with some, like, role-playing or theater experience who can really, like, sell the world because it's not all about just like fancy uh graphics and roller coasters and stuff here like it's more about the human connection or you right. know, different races being played by humans in our reality uh but i think it'd be so cool to have it be really immersive and conversation driven because um, in these games you just kind of choose from a couple different options as far as like dialogue wheel or dialogue tree or whatever it's classic bioware dialogue trees yeah right right but in real life Uh, You don't necessarily have that like it's going to be a little bit more of a gray area of like would this hurt this guy's feelings is this going to get me what I want, would this start a fight. You don't really know it's more of a judgment call for both of the parties involved.
1: I I think maybe to make it not too antagonistic is to have a, a background that some park guests are warm to or like this is a category of backgrounds that they are warm to. And mm-hmm. if you're partnered with someone that has, like, the warm option, you 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 are able to kind of do more in the park. Like, uh, let's say you go to the dwarven city of Orzammar, which is an underground dwarven gigantic metropolis. Um, and they have this kind of tourney that you can participate in in the games called The Proving. Um, let's say you wanted to go down there and, like, watch some mock battles. You know, maybe if you are, uh, if you don't have anybody who, either was dwarven or is a rogue for example um they would be like oh yeah, you, you, you go over here if you want to watch the provings this is uh this is the area to go to but you can kind of go into like this opera seating amphitheater kind of area if you if you have someone in your in your party who is like is a dwarf or has like a noble background or is a rogue, and they could each be like hey man you know move the vip rope or whatever just like you want a better seat this is where you want to go um you know just just like anything for a dwarf brother of mine
0: I like that yeah that's that's a really cool system and then it would encourage you to have a more diverse party like yeah, each and rather than the
1: discrimination role. it would just be the absence of right. additional benefits yeah which, don't would, get which, which wouldn't be quite thing. as antagonistic
0: yeah I think that's true good. that's a good point it wouldn't be as traumatic but it would still be a more immersive of like how come they get to cut that line it's like well you can
1: you can even see somebody coming out of that place um, and like talking to it with somebody other park goer and being like, did you get to the upstairs place? And they're like, no, I just I didn't, didn't realize that I could. And it's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in there. You know, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll show you the good. Like, uh, I'll, I'll show you how to get back there. And like, you could break someone by and be like, you know, you could really, you know, ham it up. It's like, hey, I was here before. I just really wanted to check out this elf buddy. Uh, the, the, the the cool seating like it would again like every other element of this park that I would enjoy, it requires you to really lean into the role playing aspect but I can imagine just because of the way that Dragon Age is set up and because there is such a diversity of uh, culture and you know backstory. It really just does allow you to lean into the parts of the role playing that you think are cool. And is that not the essence of role playing? Mm. Playing a role. <laughs> that's a great
0: point. I, it I is don't a good, know if anyone's no ever I'm glad thought of I made that. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good uh, thesis. I could write books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. But no, that would be so fun. I like I like your method is friendlier and more like enjoyable or whatever. You're trying to make this a fun theme park. Whatever. Um, I love that, though, because then if your party has, you know, multiple different types of people, then you're going to be able to get to a lot of those experiences and Mm -hmm. explore the whole park the way you would want to. Um, Yeah, it makes it also incentivizes forming a group. If you went there by yourself, it's like you can explore this third of the park all you want to because you're welcome there. But then you have to kind of know somebody who knows somebody in order to get into some of the more exclusive or like. Uh, yeah, behind the scenes, or not behind the scenes, what was I saying? Behind the velvet robe type places, like you were saying. I I really like the idea of this underground area you were talking about like Orzamar, the city of dwarves yeah yeah that would be a really cool thing that doesn't look like our world at all like that would be something that would draw people in i think is like seeing that on the advertisements and stuff oh
1: yeah and like there's multiple different kind of places that you go to in these uh in these games that are like just just rife with you know kind of world building elements and just like this environmental storytelling that you can kind of craft i would really want to go to like a kunari civilization because they are like kind of the hyper literal drax the destroyer kind of uh personalities mm-hmm. but their religion and philosophy is a lot of like eastern mysticism combined with like um a caste system it, it's it's really strange um but i can imagine walking around in like a kunari monastery where like people are being trained uh to like you you know to, to wield their weapons in the name of the qune which is like kind of their black Bible. I think it would be cool to just be kind of a fly on a wall in a place like that.
0: Yeah, and some of those things that maybe would be harder to role play, they can be just kind of like a pass-through thing, like whether that's uh, just an area you can walk through and explore like normal, but there's not really a ton of, you can't spend all day there. There's not like a ton of story things that are going to evolve there. It's just more like take a tour of it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that, I mean, that'd be
0: cool. There's
1: definitely like, a bunch of stuff that you could do. What I think would be really cool is like, if you didn't want to take an active role, like maybe there's, you know, you go hang out with the Dale Dalish elves um, out in the forest. There's an archery challenge that you can take place in only if you're a rogue or an elf, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's cool stuff that you can do that's active. But I imagine, you know, like any park goers, there's probably parents around. There's probably little kids. A place that is much more passive, um, I think, it, it, it first of all, it is kind of necessary for the functioning of a park that isn't you know purely like a roller disco park or like a laser tag thing Mm -hmm. but like any theme park that has older people or younger people that don't really fit that demographic there there needs to be some type of passive engagement and uh, there's so many different places in dragon age that i could easily see adapted to be a passive experience for example the chantry is you know the 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 made-up fantasy church Um, that is you know highly composed of both missionaries but also does like a lot of charitable work so it's a pretty easy analog to our real world but also um, like I can imagine you know there's like a lot of lore behind um, the chantry of like this is our main prophet and these are all of her disciples and like just like a fake museum (laughs) like like a fake historical museum sounds really fun to me like like, look, like, imagine going through, you know, the 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 natural history museum, and instead of like Angel- Michelangelo's David and a Tyrannosaurus skeleton, you saw like a like a Kunari shapeshifter like sculpture, and like this uh, little video talking about how a Kraken took down this warship of invading elves. <laughs> like, that's it's just, so cool,
0: and that's so I, much. More I would want to for... go
1: there almost, you know, yeah. instead of anywhere else
0: that sounds so cool i i can't wait to like see a future where that kind of stuff exists like fantasy museums yeah a fantasy history museum um that sounds great (laughs) i think it's why aren't we doing this yet i don't know uh we really should or at least do it like in vr or something because
1: well the vr
0: that's made that's the mage tower
1: that's that's the circle of mages that's 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 where like the science discovery museum is but it's you know mage science so it's you know the same but rainbow colored i assume (laughs)
0: But it's just basically um, a high tech place where you can experience what it, what it feels like and looks like to actually be around real magic.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's really I, I'm cool. trying to imagine like it, it, the logistics of this are challenging because you need people who want to act like you need like a lot of employees and they mm-hmm. need to be pretty well trained. Um, no problem. Do you rotate? Oh, it's not a, not a problem. Huh? <laughs> no, we've, we've got
0: unlimited resources. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, no, no problem. Then. But no. Uh, you know,
1: I can imagine the person who like wants to rotate their post, Like, I want to be a mage today. I want to be like a, a uh, I want to be rehearsing the chant of light today. That's how you do the ticket taking, by the way. In Ooh. the in Dragon Age, the chant of light is like the, the 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 version of the Bible in there, and there's a specific job in the chantry which is to stand outside the chantry, the church, and respond to whoever's talking to them. Exclusively with verses from the chantry. Like, they're not allowed to say anything that isn't a verse from the chantry, so everything they say is in quotes. Wow. <laughs> and that's how you do the ticket taking. Um, you know, you could just like, can we, can we have, you know, three adults and one child? All. <laughs> and Andraste said you were welcome here,
0: even the little ones. You know, you just <laughs> have the, I that's think That's so cool. How you would start it. Man, I would, I would like that job. Like I want the the job where the nerdiest job at this theme park where it's like, I'm going to be in this role-playing park, which sounds cool. Like your friends at the bar are like, yeah, that sounds cool. You like, can I play this character? And they're like, okay, that sounds cool. And you're like, and I only speak in their holy text quotes. And they're like, <laughs> Oh, make it yeah. a chanter bartender
1: is a great idea.
0: Oh, that's so just, cool. Just
1: ordering increasingly complex drinks and seeing what they say.
0: It's really cool too. Here, like where, because it's non-linear storytelling um it's different than a lot of other adapting other works into a theme park where it's like like harry potter everyone was just just wants to be harry potter mm-hmm. or like we did a batman theme park and we're like i don't think anyone can be batman like no no, no park guest can be batman or else it ruins it but
1: no ideally there's one employee who slinks out of sight when somebody spots him and that's <laughs> his whole job
0: <laughs> but like there's not like huge iconic characters that you're gonna have to like be like what, what do we do about this character it's more like there are roles that people can make their own character to to be to play within like i mean it's like any role-playing game really like you kind of know the types of attributes that these kinds of people tend to have go run wild with that you know you yeah. don't have to strict strictly stick with only saying bart simpson's quotes all day because you're bart simpson oh it's like, poor guy <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, I would much rather be like a Kunari warrior talking about extolling the virtues of the Q in the one true way than be it, it Bart allows, Simpson.
0: It, right, well, it allows for more, I don't know, authentic's not really the right word, but you can be yourself a little bit more or you can be your own character a little bit more, which would be really fun. It, it
1: does, I mean, like to have these, just to, as to be a member of a culture as opposed to a specific identity, um, it opens up the... It, it opens up the 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 realm for expression a little bit easier so like no i don't want to be um you know robin from batman but i do want to be generic superhero who is like affiliated with the justice league mm-hmm. you know that 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 allows you to kind of fill a similar role in the context of a theme park and in role playing but like gives you much more uh creative control over what you want to say and do
0: Beautiful. I love that. Um, Speaking of what we want to say and do, I just want to hit stuff with my cool sword. Is there a way we can do that without hurting people? You can go to the proving,
1: first of all. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: Maybe there's, like, a set number of, like,
1: these are, like, obstacle courses. These are, like, warrior challenges or, like, dark spawn fighting challenges. You need Mm -hmm. a warrior in your party in order to tackle them. Um, You know? uh, And maybe that is, like, one of the things that uh, you can have, you know, in... In the in the area with um uh the dalish elves you go out into the forest and you do mm-hmm. like an archery challenge um maybe that is your like you know combat encounter over there there's the larping area the proving in Orzamar. um you can imagine like bar fights uh happening <laughs> like staged bar fights like almost like top oh. of the hour it's time for a bar fight in, in a greasy Denrin tap room and is know, it like okay. a stunt
0: show like these are trained professionals doing like like throwing each other through like sugar glass windows and stuff or is it like
1: the front is the front is a stunt show where mm-hmm. everything is planned the back which you only know about if you're a rogue and probably also <laughs> if you sign a waiver that's a mosh pit, that's a
0: that's mosh amazing. pit with 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 uh,
1: with with uh with uh with bards talking and with bards all singing in the back because bards are spies in that universe so you could both have it be part of that like you know uh most isley cantina feel of Ooh, i shouldn't be here this is so you know this is like a 007 kind of thing with that's but also awesome. it's you know somebody jamming on a jamming on a harp cool
0: <laughs> jamming on a harp
1: uh, Jamming. that's what you do with a harp that's the verb <laughs> the operative verb for harping
0: yeah just ask any bard uh mm-hmm. yeah that's amazing there. i think that sounds really cool and you can learn yeah you can do archery um in the kind of mage area, we could have some kind of magic-y thing, like learn how to cast spells. That's a hard thing because they might not be located throughout the entire park. Like if you learn the spell, you can only do it within the areas where we have the cool technology hookup, like where we've got this screen and like the projector needs to be there for you to do this magic. So that's a little weird. The, a, um, I don't know. Yeah, how do that, limit that, that?
1: that one I think is more of a laser tag situation. <laughs> You know. um, Fantasy laser
0: tag is a great idea. It's like. You you don't need
1: anything new. It's just laser tag and you just you you paper mache the guns to look like stabs and you're (laughs) you're done. There's nothing else you need to do. It's all already there. And you can say like this is a training simulation or the fade. You could have a, a section of the circle tower where like you can there's like a rift between our physical world and the the world beyond and that one is like where all the like the laser light stuff with people in gigantic kind of uh universal horror monster costumes pop out because you're going to the land of dreams there's a bunch of demons trying to tempt you everywhere wow and you need a the, mage to get in
0: that could be such a cool just visual spectacle for i mean because a lot of the rest of this stuff would kind of look a little ren fairy like a little not that that's bad but oh that's, yeah Kind of like Denarim is reality.
1: basically a ren fair, mm-hmm. you know, with the market square out in the middle. You know, people pawning dresses and whatnot. There's like city guards on the end of it. Like a ren fair is Denarim, is what you're saying. Is the main human city. Yeah. Um. You know, people pooping in the streets and and <laughs> and whatnot. Wait,
0: are, is that against the rules or? <laughs> well, it depends if Templar? you're a rogue. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yes finally that's a topic we've never discussed on amusement parks had, are you allowed to poop in the road yeah we've had like 60 something episodes and we have never talked about even we've talked about bathrooms maybe once okay we've never talked about defecation yeah um, <laughs> oh so it's public in den think night's a night's tale it's the same oh thing. i love it that's amazing that'll really add to the immersion too like the the scent really makes a huge difference on uh you know your memories, how you feel about the, the place, it makes it much more immersive. So, Of course, of I course.
1: So uh, let me drop you a little bit of Dragon Age lore. Why do they Can't call wait. it Dragon Age? Well, there was the ancient time, um, you know, back before the mages invaded the Uh, the Golden City and have brought the Darkspawn to everyone is basically the main common era. It's like that watershed moment that begins the common era. Every hundred years is a different age, the Blessed Age, the Storm Age. Now is the Dragon Age, which is heralded by the reemergence of the dragons, which were previously thought extinct. How do we incorporate the fact that this is an age where dragons have just reemerged, but they might not be that prevalent yet?
0: Right. Uh, I was thinking it'd be cool to have like an event that maybe like a thing that only happens every couple of hours or something. So it's like, uh, I was thinking the same thing with the blight, which is that oh. why they're split into 100 year increments, the different ages?
1: No, I think that's just like, you know, metric system. Okay, cool. Keeping time. Yeah. It, it's, it's cool. It's... I wish we
0: used that system. I mean, the 1900s is kind of clunky when it could just be called like something. Cool, A Dragon Age, we didn't have dragons, but you know what I mean, like, it'd be cool to refer, refer to the whole century as this like iconic name instead of- Right, res-
1: and this century would be the COVID century because it's been going on a hundred years, I understand.
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: My cut it, yeah. <laughs> We mess up the, uh,
0: yeah, the time has been really messed up and warped this year. Yes. Where, yeah, it's been a whole century.
1: Mages at the Circle Tower, <laughs> <laughs> their temporal experiments.
0: They did it, and we're all suffering because of it. That, uh, see, that's why we need Templars. <laughs> they let the mages, those dirty mages, get those away with Those dirty them. mages. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, hedonistic no. robes and ideas of independence. But I was thinking something similar to maybe the Blight, like the dragons. We could have these kind of big event-type things where it's like a, a takeover or like an invasion kind of feeling. Um I don't know exactly what you would do. with I don't want it to be on rails. I don't think that. Yeah, like, that's I what think, I mean. I don't think yeah. a roller coaster is the right answer. I think it has to be like a we're powerless like a, against this. Like thing. a
1: float, like a like a parade almost <laughs> with like a gigantic dragon float, or like a, a fireworks display at in the evening of like fireworks you know, is good. Yeah, like that, them. Get that big Gandalf dragon from uh, the beginning of the Hobbit or uh, cool. the beginning of Lord of the Rings.
0: I get think it would thing. be easier to do this in an indoor area, like maybe in the underground city, or maybe there are experiences for each of the areas where you're out, uh, out of the outdoors. So I guess you would just say indoors. Uh, so you're in that underground city or whatever. You can have an experience where this huge. Orzammar. Yes. Orzammar. Sorry. Lines. Noob. I should have been typing, uh, down notes from this. <laughs> I have a bunch of notes pulled up, but it's not like scrolling through. is like, yeah, it's a whole, I got you, thing. bud. I got you. I, especially cause you're here as the uh, expert, but, uh, so you're in this area, and there could be a giant either animatronic or CG or whatever uh, dragon that just breaks through the the ceiling, right? Because you're underground. Oh,
1: a breakaway ceiling underground?
0: I think it could be cool. Yes. And it's, it's fake. Like, you can't actually see the actual sky, but the CG you screen up there has a sky behind it, and the mm-hmm. dragon's coming down and breathing fire on you. And you can have pyrotechnics and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And then you could have either park guests or park employees or a combination of both who just immediately like start shooting arrows at it or like doing whatever they can. Um, It'd be harder to do that outside. I think unless maybe at night, they could be some kind of, I don't know. I'm still
1: into fireworks display every so often, but you don't know when it's going to happen. Like it doesn't happen every night, you know? Ooh,
0: that's cool. Yeah. I was picturing it being like every four hours, which is kind of boring, but
1: it is boring. Yeah. You you need a little bit of unpredictability to Mm -hmm. it. I don't know if you do it in every area, but you could definitely have people like whispering about it in taverns and stuff. Just like, how much? I, I, I honestly, I just want to be a park employee for this for this theme park. <laughs> Usually, I want to be a guest, but now I just want to be a park employee. I want my job to be to whisper excitedly to other park employees in a tavern about the dragon that you <gasps> saw, and we'd all have like really, we'd be slurring our words and have like really like <laughs> you know rural Welsh accents or whatever as That's like great. befits
0: Denerim. <laughs> <laughs> I just like whispering like I tell you I saw it I saw it over there that'd be so cool and like you bring your, your new friends who have never been here before to the park and you're telling them tales of old of like these crazy things that happened last time and then something completely different and unpredictable happens this time mm-hmm. I love that about these theme parks we design on the show is like there's almost always some kind of cool seasonality or like evolving storyline of right we well you could a, even have them be different writers. ages
1: you could build that mm. into the seasons this guy. Um, it wouldn't have to be a, a dragon age. It could be, you know, it could be a different age at each uh, each season. You wow. know, it would kind of change up the big, ev- it'd be basically like having a new, you know, roller coaster every season, more or less. It would just be, instead of a roller coaster, you'd, you know, have um, some new CGI whipped up over here and some new things that uh, the NPCs, the park guests would be talking about. Um, it, honestly, it would just be a change in the script. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe like a couple of uh not not new not a whole new attractions because the attraction is just the place that you're in you know but maybe like a couple extra like things that occur in the world that befit it
0: cool I you think know? that's an amazing idea to keep people on their toes a little bit and keep uh something fresh for the bards to write songs about you know every month uh I think that's really cool and like I also you, like oh yeah. go ahead
1: Oh, I was just going to say like I'm trying to think of different ages other than dragon age you could have like the 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 age of darkness or something and then if you're underground every so often all of the regular lights go off and get replaced with like black lights Ooh. to like give like a, a really different feel of like oh there's like a world event transpiring and nothing has actually changed but like it it uh it it informs how people talk about the the current age that they're in and maybe what's going on in the world, you know. You know, the the that Dalish elves could be like, oh, it's always going to be, it. it's always been an age of darkness. There's nothing nothing here changes that is related to that. But, you know, the church and like all the indoor lo- locations would be like, no, there's something totally happening here. It was I foretold so cool. by the prophets yeah. of darkness.
0: Well, in, and then in the like, church area you could roll out the new tapestries that have the quote talking about darkness versus the quote that was talking about dragons and like oh
1: man it'd be kind of cool to see like how the culture adapts to the new age gonna have like a historian who's like tracking the the history of the park
0: itself almost mm -hmm. well yeah and i mean that could just be bards too like they're just always kind of singing songs about the season's event you know yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. if you wanted to know like you if you wanted to keep up to date with like what's new here the bard would be the one to tell you about it. I'd
0: mm-hmm. love cool. that. I also like the idea of there being kind of like legendary heroes or mythic heroes of maybe a park guest in the first year did something amazing. Like they were really good at this. They had this idea for a storyline and like, they were able to overcome a lot of stuff, whatever. They did some cool stuff that was worth talking about. I'm not going to go into it here. We'll get your name on the wall. <laughs> but yeah, you get to either uh, be adapted into song or you become like, you know, there's, like, a doll of you at the little bazaar now. Like, you see little kids with your, like, action figure, basically. <laughs> like, this crappy, I don't like know, I don't know about that, ball. but you
1: you could definitely get your picture up on the wall in, like, the, you know, eat a 72-ounce steak challenge kind <laughs> of way. You know, like, oh, this, this person, like, it wouldn't be, like, specific things that they did in the park. It would be, like, ways they... It, it would be, like, a way to reward really good role-playing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you happened to like lead a group of five other people um, and you know um, went to a particular realm and had like a big kind of like raucous you know pep talk or rally or whatever Um, and everybody just kind of jumped on board you know like if, if you went up to the circle of mages and like pretended to like lead a protest to get the mages out of there or like went to the 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 dales to you know camp out under the stars like uh the dalish ancestors used to do when they were immortals like if you just did something cool that built on the lore i could totally see you getting your picture up on the wall and like the historian taking note of it
0: yeah and it can also work to be received differently by different cultures like these people think you're really cool and those people are mad at you and like they have like a wanted poster almost oh yeah they are um little like training dummies have like your face painted on oh that's what, like
1: like a really crude version of it in like right. cran that's pretty good
0: that's, that's pretty fun so yeah i don't know if there's a ton of like long term impact one individual would have necessarily like
1: no it'd be you know it's like it wouldn't happen often yeah,
0: yeah exactly but i mean that's kind of the feel of a lot of fantasy is like you're not going to cause a revolution you might be remembered for something for at least a generation or whatever. But, um, I think that's pretty cool. It would feel like the environment is much more, uh, powerful than you or any of your party members really. Yes. Uh, yeah. I also yeah. think it's cool if we did like, if we're, you know, dragons against like a hundred part guests, is a really fun idea. Even if it's just a CG dragon and it's like how many times do you click your remote at the screen and then like the hundredth person won. Like, oh, the killing blow was dealt by this person. That That uh, is cool. That would a cool be pretty idea. fun. If it's like this guy. That would should, be the know, laser tag arrows. area. Yeah. That would
1: definitely be in the laser tag <laughs> area. I can also imagine like you, like it could be like you could have like a single combat feature in the proving where like you, um, if you happen to be like a real professional LARPer, and mm-hmm. you want to go up against the champ, I think you should be able to do that. And, like, if you happen to beat him, get your name on the wall for that.
0: That's awesome. How yeah, cool really would it cool. be
1: to be a professional? Like, that would be your job.
0: That would be it's awesome. To,
1: is to beat children with a foam mace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think there's age brackets or something. Arr, maybe, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no age <laughs> brackets. Oh, that's amazing. Just dumpster that five year old.
0: I'm okay with that. This is okay. all hypothetical, anyway. Um, yeah, so I like the idea of, I don't know, giving people a lot of different ways they can explore and kind of tell their own story. Um,
1: yeah, I just want to go to that fantasy museum. I just want to go <laughs> to a museum where fake events are being talked about as though they are historical
0: events. Right, and if you're a nerd like us, you can just go there every single time and see what's changed. Or if you're a combat nerd, you can just go, you can get the season pass and just keep fighting the champion until you eventually win, There's all kinds of like fun things you can do here. And I think it's also interesting to think about if you were going here once a week over the whole summer or something, Mm -hmm. how it would be cool to see how things evolve and how things change. And it's like, this is a new song. I've never heard this bard play before, even though you're like, you know, a groupie of this bard or whatever, you're following them around to like every tavern.
1: Like Orzammar is still Orzammar, but you could like the devil is in the details. You could have Mm. like different kinds of things being talked about. And you could be, you know, Introduced to different elements of the park based on like the backstory that you chose like if you decided okay I'm gonna be from the Tavinter Imperium. Let's go Majocracy And then like you get spit on in the streets by the by the Chantry because like that was the big counter clash I'm getting into a lot of weird lore here But but, (laughs) but, you know that that would be the idea is like I would what I would want from this Because like I think that the height of this is like immersive interactive role-playing is I want to get something different back if I am giving something different out. Yeah. Um, That's so, great. like a casual, you know, role player might get everything they need just by walking around and experiencing. It and like, you know, you could just say, "Yeah, I'm a rogue and an elf. What do you got for me?" You know, you don't have to actually role play it. But like, if you wanted to come back multiple times and like really lead into it. I think that it's just it's more rewarding if you can really muster up the energy to like try to act like whatever your backstory is. But that's you don't want to so like cool. get rid of people who don't feel like doing that cuz not everyone has the same level of engagement. Like I I played D&D with a bunch of, you know, munchkin dice roll and combat crunchy encounter kind of people and that's valid. You know, you, mm. you're allowed to do that. Um just don't also have like the real f- theater drama nerd cosplayers in the same location because they're just going to hate each other. So right. you, you pick your own party based on what you
0: want. Mm-hmm. And then you That's have about avid. expectations and like transparency right. of what you're looking to get out of this. And, and, and you then, have to accommodate both. Mm-hmm. And there could be a thing, like when you first walk into the park and you're still in your normal civilian garb from the real world, there can be an area where you're, you're learning about the lore of the world and maybe choosing your background a little bit and choosing what class you want to be and what race you want to be and everything people could there who are kind of guiding you through this process um, which that'd be a fun job too. to like encourage people and empower them to be like, this is really what you're about to walk into. You can really do this. Um,
1: Oh man. How great would it be is if like you started like telling somebody the way that things happen in this place, like your tutorial, your guide or whatever. But if you just decided that you didn't want much of of a guide, like some other park uh, employee comes out and just like, (laughs) just takes him down (laughs) like like he's they're part of the they're part of the chantry and they're like okay we're going to spread the chant of light this is how things work here and then just like a mage pops out of nowhere and it's just like the crows send their regards and they just have to stay there for an hour (laughs) that's that's their job now (laughs) to lie down in the middle of the road until everyone's out
0: of the scene (laughs) exactly that's really funny i think that's cool like add a um a, a call to action or something like your tutorial guide just got killed. What are you going to yeah. do?
1: That's the other great thing about Dragon Age is like, it's so grim. Like, mm. yes, it's fundamentally a story about like prevailing against the darkness, but like there's a ton of things in it that you're just, you're going to cause tragedy one way or another. Oh, you side with the Chantry? Guess what? The mages are going to be really upset. Like there isn't, it's a gray morality system. Mm. You, are, you are in the game, you are fighting for the lesser evil a lot of the time. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, I like that about about the games. It's like kind of that down to earth. Listen, these 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 things are like more complex than they appear. You don't realize the harm you're doing. Um, so to have that reflected in a pretty bleak world, if you choose to kind of play up that role playing
0: aspect, I think is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really cool. Yeah. I was curious what your thoughts are. Is there a romance system here? Or, uh, no, how you does... creep. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I didn't Don't make me say things. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, okay, fine. I guess you're <laughs> okay. right. You're allowed to spark up a romance with, you have to unlock it with the story, uh, you know, story wheel, the interactive <laughs> dialogue. Uh, yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. an odd topic for sure. <laughs> Let's move away from it. Yes, sir. Right away. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> combat, romance. Oh, another thing I was really wanting to bring up, uh, as a spawn myself, my last name being Spawn. What are your thoughts on the Dark Spawn? How would we do something with them? I was
1: chewing over this, and I like the idea of them being like a world event that you don't directly interact with, like okay. you know, people coming by in like kind of the more desolate one-off towns or whatever, um, you know, loathering is famously destroyed by Darkspawn in like the first game within like 20 minutes of getting out of Lothering. Like they're just a mile back and waiting for you to leave the town so they can roam in and just start tearing up the ter- the AstroTurf. Um, so what I think would be cool is some places that are not as well defended, you know, the idea behind the Darkspawn is like, it's going to get almost everywhere. Like it's a lot like pirates or Viking raiders or anything. Like unless you're in a castle, your village is going down. So like having the places that aren't major strongholds like Orzammar or like Denarim, like have like Darkspawn roll in and just kind of like you know kick over signs and just just kind of mess with the place in oh, a way that, yeah, pooping on the <laughs> pooping on the ground exactly. Um, everybody does it apparently. Mm-hmm. I I think that could be a cool way to kind of like really uh show the park goers. Oh, this is this is the story of this place. Is that this is just life for the village people. Um, not the, you know, not the musicians. YMCA. but Not YMCA, but <laughs> it is fun to stay in Lothering until the darkspawn roll in.
0: Yeah, that would be really crazy too if it's like you're in this shop and the shop owner's like, oh my God, run. And you're like, but I'm in line here. Like, And like, uh, it, like turns the sign from like open to closed <laughs>
1: and it just like retreats uh, back into like a closet or something. That'd be
0: great. I mean, he gives people like five minutes to clear the store. And then if you're still in there, he's like, okay, come with me to the cellar or something. Like oh, they have like,
1: so cool.
0: that'd be really cool. You have to hunker down. Like you try to escape first, but if you can't, you have to hunker down and- you know they're gonna be. You're gonna hear footsteps overhead on the like floorboards, and it'd be really cool. Uh, it could be really cool. intense. Yeah. There.
1: I was thinking for a second there is a campaign in the first uh, game where you play as a dark spawn just to like get a different perspective on things, hmm. and it is uh you know it's just a little bit of what, what's it like on the other side. Um, I'm wondering if you could choose your class to be dark spawn, but that's really more of a that that would have to be like a different park i almost think that would be like horde versus alliance stuff where like no you don't you don't you don't get to be here that's not right. that's not how we do it um, yeah. i think it is good to just keep keep the keep keep the whole dark spawn thing kind of in the background mm-hmm. people don't talk about it
0: cool i like that yeah. um what about this question could you die if your character uh gets eaten by a dragon what happens where do you go Once i don't think so
1: I don't think so but like okay. you know you if you really wanted to you know like they went into the fade and had to be revived by a by by you know a mage there is a mage in game who kind of is in tight with this spirit of justice and has like a lot of healing abilities so you could you could do it diegetically if you really wanted to but I don't I don't think it's particularly necessary you were wounded right you rubbed you rub some 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 red stuff on on your wounds and now you're good I Just will like, say in the uh, game health poultices you know what a poultice something you slap on your arm or whatever to like make the you know wound not as bad uh but the animation is absolutely you drinking a potion <laughs> it's a That's complete nonsense oh. just, just scarfing down poultices one after another was this a typo
0: maybe and they're like maybe it, it's
1: it it hurt it it feels like a mistranslation does it not yeah
0: i like that a lot i, I like the idea that this world is so big, it doesn't really care about you. You're not going to revolutionize anything, but it's also not going to kill you. It's like, you're just kind of, you're just there. Like, yeah, you're just part of it. Yeah, you're kind of insignificant in a way, which which would feel cool. Uh, you, I, I, your party yeah. is more significant, but as an individual, it's like, it's a hard world out there.
1: Yeah, you just experience what you can out of it. And I think that's totally fine. One thing I wanted to mention, there's some confection options that are uh, kind of nice. Mm. Um, you know, there is... A bunch of like lore about um, both drinks and the different kinds of drinks that like different um, you know elves favor wines people in Denrim like you know wheat beers and, and stuff like that um, and in and the dwarves are all about like you know um, it are all about like more more like kind of earthy um, like Pabst or or like Light or, you know, like okay. pretty, pretty cheap, like grog and, and, and that sort of stuff. Um, whereas like in Antiva, they drink brandy and they're very highfalutin or whatever. Mm. So like, I think you could also get like a lot of good storytelling done. Like if you had kind of like a, a snack and bar area in each of these different locations. Yeah. In Ferelden, famously, the cooking is terrible and everything smells like wet dogs. Oh which is like and that's your main location for the first game (laughs) and like whenever you meet someone from a different culture they're like god everything smells like dogs and garbage here and everybody who lives there is
0: like oh yeah that's the smell of home baby i'm kind of getting some vibes from a theme park that we designed together the the dark souls one where it's just like this is not a good place to be park souls prepare prepare to have have fun fun." (laughs) that's right uh but it's just like why would anyone ever want to go there it's just like that's not an appealing place but I think that's the thing with fantasy is like it just feels more immersive if it's if everything's bad I don't know it makes you feel so different than yeah usually you feel really different than your current life but 2020 yeah. is a different thing for fantasy maybe uh, I just
1: really like the idea of like each of these different places has it's such a cultural identity and based on what your food and drink preferences are, you may favor one part of the park over another. Like I think that's great. If you're way into confections, you gotta go to Parvolin, where all the Kunari are, because they're major sweet eaters. They love it. They love cookies and cakes, but they, you know, don't have those hedonistic impulses that lead them to actually creating confections of that kind. So it's like almost like a forbidden,
0: hmm. like a
1: forbidden secret. Wow. It's that's super really cool. cool.
0: too. Yeah. yeah. And that that could be a way of if you're arrested, you're in the elven jail, but you can, Mm -hmm. you have a big uh, thing in common with the the jailer or the guard. Like -hmm. you both love the same kind of food or the same kind of music or something. You can like talk about these like in world things that you have in common aside from just race or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you might be able to talk your way out of it or make friends based on those kinds of things.
1: Yeah. I think the flag such as it is would be, do you have a common background and then whatever you say, they're just going to let you go. But again, Mm -hmm. this is where you can really leverage the role play of it. So, like, if you really wanted to go, like, I hate these, these, uh, I hate these jail cells. That's uh, the smell of, the smell of iron. Why can't it be back like in Antiva, where everything smells like, like, uh, like leather and infidelity? Uh, (laughs) You know, just like, and have like the jailer pick up on that and be like, "All right, brother, let's get you out of here."
0: (laughs) Wait, I thought you said we weren't doing the relationships thing. Well, I mean, infidelity
1: is, is, is just—that's just drama.
0: Okay. <laughs> there's sure.
1: the—it's—it's the, it's all, uh, you know, it's all neuter drama. It's fine.
0: Okay. Cool. That's good. Uh. Well, yeah. I, I don't think there's any need to do like roller coasters or like the things. I, it's not that kind of park. Of. It's not that kind of park at all. No. Yeah. Um. I do and... want
1: kind of a river area where you could go on like a a, a raft of some sort, like cool. a like a boat. Um, the Circle Tower in Ferelden is in the middle of a lake, but I don't. That's not really the thing that I'm thinking of. I'm thinking some like rapids out in like the Anderfels kind of area, which is sort of like the Sweden, sort of Norway. That that whole region, kind of like the the frigid north sort of area. Um, are there sea
0: monsters? Like, would this want to be a, a ride kind of thing where there's?
1: You know, I don't recall sea monsters from uh, from any part of Dragon Age. Um, you know, rivers are not really like traversal heavy yeah, that's true. things in that. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be really cool to even try to expand on the lore somewhat um right. by by creating that. And just, you know, theme parks, it's good to have a river. It's good to have a <laughs> it's good to have a flume ride. You know, you that's can make true. up a reason. That's the great thing, is like the the lore is so deep that you can make what up what you can make up whatever you want. That's why you can continually wow come out with like star wars offshoot paraphernalia and it all fits because the world is just so big and accepting exactly dragon age is like the terrestrial fantasy version of that
0: beautiful well said is there anything else from dragon age that you'd want to make sure we squeeze in here before we do our little outro (sighs) ah let me think for just a second Uh... i'll sing a song to distract the audience oh okay
1: no i'm just kidding you have to do the Chant of Light to distract the audience.
0: <laughs> I wish, if I had hey, my mind. Hey,
1: hey, 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 <laughs> Um, Yeah, I think, I, you know, I, I can't think of anything else. I, I really want to be, I really want to role play as a, as a humorless Kunari or a reverend mother of the Chantry who's a little bit senile, but constantly starts off like chant lights and m- messes them up because she's just starting to go.
0: Oh, man. Wow, that's an interesting
1: character right there. It'd be great. What could be greater than golf with the gator? Uh,
0: (laughs) What? That's That's a reference.
1: It's a reference that has no place in this conversation or this venue. So exactly. No, I I remember remember.
0: that. uh, that You remember gator golf? Yeah. Okay. (laughs)
1: Glad I'm not the
0: only one. Well, uh, Ben, thank you so much for being on Amusement Sparks, man. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. This was great. This is awesome. Thank you to RPGA for having us here. Uh, online cons are cool. I mean, it allows us to travel south real quick, you know? Vicky's <gasps> here. Hey thank you so much for all that you've done for setting us up. I've been here
1: the whole time, and I'm just like, you need to get Dragon Age um, um, cartoon like toilet paper for the people pooping on the robes. <laughs> Complimentary toilet paper. Nope, nope. it's one Without guy with vehicle. a shovel. One oh. guy with a shovel. Oh, oh <laughs> boy. Oh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> one guy yeah. with a shovel and one guy with a hose. <laughs> what we call a mobile bidet.
0: And it's a cold hose, too. It Water. has to be a cold hose, yes. Um, ben, you don't also... have indoor plumbing? I was going to ask, don't you have an upcoming uh, role-playing podcast that you're being uh, you're gonna be a part of?
1: Yeah, I am actually. So let me do some rogue advertising for that. Um, <laughs> it's actually just started. Uh, I don't think episodes have really dropped yet, but it's called The Lost Omens Podcast. Um, and it's me and a few other people doing a Pathfinder 2 adventure. Um, and I get to play as an orcish uh, monk, who is also a pirate, um, okay. but he doesn't do piracy. He just is he constantly, southern? <laughs> he's not Southern. I'm not sure what his <laughs> accent is yet. It changes every episode. Ooh. Um, I'm not sure whether or not that reflects upon his, his, his fractured backstory or whether I'm just bad at it.
0: The concussions, maybe. I don't know. Hard to oh, look,
1: he get, oh, he's also a janitor.
0: Oh. he fights
1: with, he fights with a mop. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to tune in. I listened to the trailer. The trailer is on oh, nice. Spotify.
0: Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like so a minute exciting. long, but yeah, yeah.
1: We, we've done like eight episodes already. So like, we're going to have a long wow. run time they're each like an hour each everybody is so good <laughs> like i'm i'm <laughs> I, i'm honestly like blown away by how good they are at role playing so like uh, if amazing. there's any interest for pathfinder 2 which is a very elegant system go check it out lost opens podcast at the professional casual network
0: cool awesome and you can find amusement sparks in your podcast app or amusementsparks.com or on social media as amusement sparks but again thank you to our rpg alliance con for having us out here this has been awesome. You also thank, thank you. you for joining us, and Debbie thanks you. Debbie, my cat, thanks you, too.
1: Is, like is your the... cat invisible? Right. Your cat is, fa- some is fading of... in and out of the fade. She's
0: a ghost cat.
1: <laughs> she, she is incepting the rift between worlds. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. There actually is a demon cat in Dragon Age, which is pretty, pretty <laughs> great. Really? Oh, yeah. Cats go wherever they want. Wow. No, it's just like it's a cat with like violet, you know, glowing eyes. It's like very Dr.
0: Manhattan man, that's a really cool idea because cats are so otherworldly anyway. And so um, inhuman, you know, like a dog could be just a I person. I agree, cats
1: are very inhuman.
0: <laughs> that's another, that's my thesis. That's what I'm going to uh, do some more research on. Cats Studies suggest people. that cats are different than people.
1: Well, thank you for having us. This is
0: oh, great. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks again for being part of the RPG Alliance and, and uh, good to have you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye. 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 Bye.